Al-Bashir, your source of Islamic literature, presents Al-Akhirah, the Afterlife, Part 2, narrated by Imam Anwar Al-Awlaqi. This series of lectures will, inshallah, cover all the stages that the human soul will journey through at the time of death. Some of the topics covered will include death, the events of the grave, the day of judgment, paradise and hell, the minor signs of the Day of Judgment and the major signs of the Day of Judgment. Alhamdulillah, salatu wassalam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wassalam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. A moment will come when every living thing will cease to exist. All forms of life will end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كُلُّ مَنْ عَلَيْهَا فَانٌ Everything on it will perish. Everything on the face of the earth will die. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَا يَنظُرُونَ إِلَّا صَيْحَةً وَاحِدَةً تَأْخُذُهُمْ وَهُمْ يَخِصِّمُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They await only but a single shout which will seize them while they are disputing. It comes so sudden that while people are still discussing and disputing, everything will stop. Now there's no time to go back and advise your family or take care of unfinished business. When that moment arrives, when the hour arrives, everything will shut down. Every form of life will end. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ تَوْصِيَةً وَلَا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Then they will not be able to make bequest, nor they will return to their family. When the hour comes, everything will die. It comes so sudden, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says in the hadith, وَلَتَقُمَنَّ السَّاعَةُ وَقَدْ نَشَرَ الرَّجُلَانِ ثَوْبَهُمَا بَيْنَهُمَا فَلَا يَتَبَايَعَانِهِ وَلَا يَطْوِيَانِهِ Rasulullah says the hour will arrive when two men are discussing a deal. They're selling. One of them is selling a piece of cloth to the other. But the hour will arrive and they will not have time to even wrap up that piece of cloth or sell it. It will stop them. وَلَتَقُومَنَّ السَّاعَةِ وَقَدْ انصَرَفَ الرَّجُلُ بِلَبًا لَقْحَتِهِ فَلَا يَطْعَمُهُ And the hour will come when a man is going back home with milk, fresh milk from his camel, but he will not be able to taste it. وَلَتَقُومَنَّ السَّاعَةِ وَقَدْ رَفَعَ أَكْلَتَهُ إِلَى فِيهِ فَلَا يَطْعَمُهَا And the hour will arrive when one has raised up the food to his mouth, but he will not be able to put it in his mouth. Sudden, it will stop everything. How will it happen? It will be a blow in Asur. Asur is mentioned in Quran in many places. What is Asur? Asur is a horn, a trumpet. And the one who is holding this trumpet is the angel Israfil. Rasulullah saw Israfil. He saw him. And this is what Rasulullah had to say. إن طرف صاحب الصور عينيه إن طرف صاحب الصور منذ وكل به مستعد 
ينظر نحو العرش مخافة أن يؤمر قبل أن يرتد إليه طرفه كأن عينيه كوكبان دريان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says the eyes of the angel are fixed on the throne of Allah العرش because he is afraid that the command would arrive and he does not have time to turn his sight so he has fixed his eyes on the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waiting for the moment when the command will come and then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said his eyes look like two bright stars Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa saw these huge eyes like two big bright stars looking fixed toward the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waiting for the command of Allah to arrive now when Rasulullah saw this with his own eyes he lost any appetite for this world so he then said, كيف أنعم وقد التقم وحنا جبهته وأصغى سمعه ينتظر أن يؤمر أن ينفخ فينفخ فقال المسلمون فكيف نقول يا رسول الله قال قولوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل توكلنا على الله ربنا فقولوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل توكلنا على الله ربنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said How can I enjoy myself how can I have any entertainment in this world? How can I have pleasure when the angel has put the horn in his mouth and he has leaned his head forward and he has opened up his ears waiting for the moment when the command will come so he will blow in the horn. He has already put the horn in his mouth and he has leaned his forehead forward. And he has opened up his ears waiting for the command to arrive. Rasulullah says, how can I enjoy myself? How can I have any pleasure when the angel is prepared to blow in the horn? When will the horn be blown? On what day? On Al-Jum'ah. Rasulullah says, خَيْرُ يَوْمٍ طَلَعَتْ فِيهِ الشَّمْسِ يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ فِيهِ خُلِقَ آدَمِ وفيه أدخل الجنة وفيه أخرج منها ولا تقوم الساعة إلا يوم الجمعة هذا حديث في مشكات المصابيح رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says the greatest and the best day sun has risen over is the day of Friday جمعة in that day Adam was created in that day he entered into Jannah and in that day he left he was driven out of Jannah and on that day the hour will occur the hour is the day of judgment الساعة and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in another hadith, عُرِضَتْ عَلَيَّ الْأَيَّامِ فَعُرِضَ عَلَيَّ فِيهَا يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ فَإِذَا هِيَ كَمِرْآةٍ بَيْضَاءٍ فِي وَسْطِهَا نُكْتَةٌ سَوْدَاءٍ فَقُلْتُ مَا هَذِهِ قِيلَ السَّاعَةِ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, all the days were presented to me. So I saw the day of Friday, it looked like a white mirror, very bright and clean, but then in the middle there was a dark spot. So I asked, what is this spot? I was told, this is the hour. That is the hour. It's on the day of Jumu'ah. And Rasulullah says in another hadith, خَيْرُ يَوْمٍ طَلَعَتْ فِيهِ الشَّمْسِ يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ فِيهِ خُلِقَ آدَمْ وَفِيهِ هَبَطَ وَفِيهِ تِيبَ عَلَيْهِ وَفِيهِ مَاتْ وَفِيهِ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةِ The best day, sun has risen over is Friday. On that day Adam was created, on that day he came down to earth, on that day Allah accepted his repentance, and on that day he died, and on that day the hour will occur. So what's new in this hadith? The rest of the hadith is telling us the response of the animals 
to this information. Rasulullah says, وَمَا مِنْ إِلَّا وَهِيَ مَصِيخَةٌ يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةٌ مِنْ حِينَ تُصْبِحْ حَتَّى تَطْلُعَ الشَّمْسِ شَفَقًا مِنَ السَّاعَةِ إِلَّا الْجِنُ وَالْإِنسِ Rasulullah says, every animal is worried on the day of Jumu'ah. From the time of Fajr until the sun rises, they are afraid on the day of Jumu'ah because they know that that is when the hour will occur except jinn and ins. We are the only creation who is sleeping and unaware. The animals are worried. Are worried. On every Jumu'ah, animals are worried. Why? Because this is the day in which the hour will happen and we are heedless. We are doing our plans and continuing with everything on Jumu'ah as if this hour is something that will never occur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَصَعِقَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ نُفِخَ فِيهِ أُخْرَى فَإِذَا هُمْ قِيَامٌ يَنْظُرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And the trumpet will be blown. And all who are on the earth will swoon away, except him whom Allah wills. Then it will be blown a second time, and behold, they will be standing looking on. The ayah says that there is an exception. Everyone will cease to exist, but there is an exception. This horn, when it will be blown, everyone would die. So who are the exceptions? Some of the scholars say Al-Hur Al-Ain in Jannah. Some of the scholars say the servants in Jannah. Some of them say Jibreel and Mikael and Israfil. Some of them say the angels who are carrying the throne. Some of them say Ash-Shuhada. Some of them say this and some of them say that. But in the end, Imam Al-Qurtubi says, قَالَ أَنَّهُ لَمْ يَرِدْ فِي تَعْيِينِهِمْ خَبَرٌ صَحِيحٌ وَالْكُلُّ مُحْتَمَلٌ He says, the right opinion is that there is no evidence to support any of this and all of them could be possible. And we also say that we don't need to dwell too much in that because what we need to know, we know. And that is we are not one of those who are excluded. So we should not theorize and make hypothesis of who will be excluded and who will not. We know what we need to know. And this is a very, very important principle in Islam. We should always be practical and we should know the information that will help us as individuals and as societies. And that is why when the Bedouin came into the masjid and asked Rasulullah Metta Sa'a. This man came in when Rasulullah was speaking and he interrupted Rasulullah and said, when is the hour? Rasulullah did not give him any attention. He kept on going with his speech. The man insisted and asked again, Mata Sa'a, when is the hour? No response. He asked for a third time, Mata Sa'a, when is the hour? Now, by now, the Sahaba anhum are already upset and they want to calm him down. They thought that Rasulullah is not responding because he does not like the question. But then when Rasulullah finished his talk, he said, Where is the one who was asking about the hour? Where is he? Rasulullah what did he tell him? Rasulullah asked him another question. He responded with a question. He told him, What have you prepared for it? Why do you want to know when the hour is? You should know the information that will help you. What have you prepared for it? We, a lot of time, waste our time with knowing things that will not add to our iman or decrease, will not add in the scale of our good deeds or decrease them. And that is knowledge that does not benefit. 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahumma inna nas'aluka ilman nafi'an wa na'udhu bika min ilman nafi'an. Or Allah, we want from you knowledge that will benefit us, and we seek refuge in you from knowledge that will not benefit us. Then this man said, لم أعد لها كثير صلاة ولا صيام إلا أني أحب الله ورسوله. He said, I did not prepare for it a lot of fasting and a lot of prayer, but I have prepared for it the love of Allah and the love of His Messenger. Rasulullah said, المرء مع من أحب. You will be with the ones you love. How many times will the horn be blown? Some of the scholars say two, and among them are Al-Qurtubi and Ibn Hajar. They say that there are two shouts. One shout that will destroy everything that is living, and that is Asaq. And then there's another shout that will revive all of them again, and that is Al-Ba'th, resurrection. And that is the opinion of Al-Qurtubi and Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani. But then there are some ulama who say, no, there are three blowings in the horn. One of them is Al-Faza', the blowing of fear, which will put fear in the hearts of the creation. The second blow is Asaq, to destroy them all. And the third one is Al-Ba'th, to resurrect them. And this is the opinion of Ibn Kathir, and Ibn Taymiyyah, and Al-Qadi, Abu Bakr al-Arabi, and Safariyini, and some other scholars. Al-Ba'th wa nushur resurrection. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described it and said, وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَإِذَا هُمْ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَنْسِلُونَ قَالُوا يَا وَيْلَنَا مَنْ بَعَثَنَا مِنْ مَرْقَدِنَا هَذَا مَا وَعَدَ الرَّحْمَنُ وَصَدَقَ الْمُرْسَلُونَ إِنْ كَانَتْ إِلَّا صَيْحَةً وَاحِدَةً فَإِذَا فَإِذَا هُمْ جَمِيعٌ لَدَيْنَا مُحْضَرُونَ الله سبحانه وتعالى says and the trumpet will be blown. And behold, from the graves they will come out quickly to their Lord. They will say, Woe to us, who has raised us up from our place of sleep? This is what the Most Gracious has promised and the messengers spoke the truth. It will be but a single shout, so behold, they will all be brought before us. Notice here they said, مَنْ بَعَثَنَا مِنْ مَرْقَدِنَا who has woke us up from our sleep? When you are sleeping. The worst thing that could happen to you is that you wake up in a state of surprise. When you're sleeping, you want to wake up slowly and calmly. And that is why you find when you suddenly shock someone to wake him up, that person wakes up disoriented. Imagine... Waking up from the graves after a long state of sleep. They would come out of these graves that are opening suddenly. They would come out from the grave, what will they see around them? They would see mountains exploding. They would see the oceans burning in flames. They would see the stars and the moons and the planets falling down and knocked out of their orbits. They would see the sun right above their heads. The earth under their feet will be shaking. The sky above their head is cracking open. The people around them are running as if they are drunk. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَ وَلَكِنَّ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ شَدِيدٌ They are not drunk, but the punishment of Allah is severe. Imagine the state of these people, what it will be like. And that's why they would say, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran what the response of these people will be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in this ayah, but before this ayah I want to, you to imagine with me the following. Imagine with me that there's a child that is coming out of the grave. A child. This child died when he was one year old. They buried him and then on the day of resurrection that child came out from the grave. He's only one year old. This child runs out of his grave, sees the nations of the world on their knees. Everyone is sweating. And sweating is covering them to their knees, and some of them to their waist, and some of them to their shoulders, and some of them are covered up with their sweat. The sun is right above their heads. The earth under them is shaking. The mountains are bursting into dust. The oceans are catching fire. The sky is cracking open. The moon is falling down. The stars are falling down. What do you think the response of this one-year-old child will be? What will happen to that child? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Quran, فَكَيْفَ تَتَّقُونَ إِن كَفَرْتُمْ يَوْمًا يَجْعَلُ الْوِلْدَانَ شِيبًا How will you save yourselves from a day if you disbelieve? How will you save yourselves from a day that will make a young child gray-headed? The hair of that child will turn gray. The color of his hair will change because of the horrors that that child will see on the Day of Judgment. That child did not commit any sins. That child died in dunya with a clean sleep. He didn't commit any sins. Nevertheless, his hair turned gray. What will happen to us who are insisting on sitting day and night? If that child, his head is turning gray, what will happen to us who are insisting on sins, not committing tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and repenting? That is the day. Al-Yawm Al-Azim. That is the great day. Yawm Al-Qiyamah. How will the resurrection occur? After everything is destroyed and dead, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send down rain from the sky. And we will grow from our seeds. What are our seeds? Rasulullah told us in a hadith that every part of our body will decompose and break up except for a small part on the bottom of our spines, that small part will remain intact and that will be the seed we are going to grow from. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send down water, uh, actually a, a liquid from the sky, it's not water, it's different, a liquid from the sky and we would grow up from that small seed. Rasulullah says in the hadith narrated by Al-Bukhari, مَا بَيْنَ النَّفْخَتَيْنِ أَرْبَعُونَ ثُمَّ يَنزِلُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَا فَيَنْبُتُونَ كَمَا يَنْبُتُ الْبَقْلِ وَلَيْسَ فِي الْإِنسَانِ شَيْءٌ إِلَّا بَلْيَ إِلَّا عَظْمٌ وَاحِدٌ وَهُوَ عَجْبُ الذَّنَبِ مِنْهُ يُرَكَّبُ الْخَلْقُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ So Allah Sallallahu says in this hadith narrated by Al-Bukhari, between the two shouts is 40. Between the first shout and the second shout is 40. Rasulullah was asked, is it 40 days? He did not respond. 40 months? did not respond. Forty years did not respond. So we don't really know how long it is. But Rasulullah said forty. And then Rasulullah said, some fluid will fall down from the sky. And then we would grow up like plants would grow. And Rasulullah says, everything in the human being will decompose except one bone. And that is Ajibul Dhanab. 
and that is what the human body will be composed of. That is what the human body would grow out of. You know that growing plants and growing the human being is the same process, a seed that grows. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you would find in Quran when he wants to talk about the resurrection, he would tie it with the growing of plants. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاللَّهُ الَّذِي أَرْسَلَ الْرِيَاحَ فَتُثِيرُ سَحَابًا فَسُقْنَاهُ إِلَى بَلَدٍ بَيِّتٍ فَأَحْيَيْنَا فَأَحْيَيْنَا بِهِ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدَ مَوْتِهَا كَذَلِكَ النُّشُورِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and it is Allah who sends the winds so that they raise up the clouds and we drive them to a dead land and revive therewith the earth after its death. As such will be the resurrection. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, look at the dead earth. How Allah sends on it rain and these plants are going to grow up. It was dead and now it's alive. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ النَّشُورُ This is the exact thing that will happen on your resurrection. You would grow out of that seed. Who is the first one whose grave will open? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the one whose grave, honored grave is in Medina, that is the first grave that will open up. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, أَنَا سَيِّدُ وَلَدْ آدَمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَأَوَّلُ مَنْ يَنْشَقْ عَنْهُ الْقَبْرِ رواه مسلم. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, I am the leader of mankind on the day of judgment. And I am the first one whose grave will open on the day of judgment. In another hadith, authentic hadith, a Muslim had a dispute with a Jew. The Jew said, in the name of the one who revealed the Torah and Musa, so this Muslim hit him and started praising Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So the Jew came and complained to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Rasulullah said, do not prefer me over Musa. Because I am going to be the first one who will come out of his grave. But I will find that Musa is already holding to the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I do not know whether he was included among the ones who were de- dead in the first blow or not. So Rasulullah said that he did not know whether Musa was included in a saq, in the blow that would make everything cease to exist, or Musa was an exception. What does this mean? This hadith mean لا تفضلوني على موسى. Do not say that I'm better than Musa. Obviously Rasulullah did say in many ahadith that he's the leader of mankind. He did say in this hadith that he's Sayyid Walad Adam. He's the leader of mankind. We believe that Rasulullah is the greatest of all of the Anbiya of Allah. But Rasulullah does not want us to say that when we are in a state of competition with the non-believer, because we are then putting down the Anbiya of Allah, just to make the non-believer upset. Because the Anbiya of Allah belong to this Ummah, and they do not belong to the Jews or the Christians or anybody else. Musa belongs to the Ummah, belongs to the ummah of Islam. And that's why Rasulullah when he went to Medina, and he saw that the Jews were fasting on Ashura, Rasulullah said, why are they fasting? They said, this is the day in which Allah has saved Musa from Fir'aun. Rasulullah said, نَحْنُ أَوْلَى بِمُوسَى مِنْهُمْ Musa belongs to us more than he belongs to them. We should fast this day. So we should not go to the 
Jew and say, Muhammad is better than your prophet. Or go to the Christian and say, Muhammad is better than your prophet. No. We are putting the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala down that way. We need to show them the respect that we have to all of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't get into that with them. Even though we do believe that Muhammad is the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose out of all of his creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assemble everyone. Whether this human being died in the outer space, or this human being was lost in the depths of the ocean, or this human being was in the dungeons of the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring them all together. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يَأْتِلِكُمُ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ Wherever you are, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to assemble you together. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do whatever He wills. If you are in the middle of a solid rock, if you are in the bottom of the ocean, if you are in the outer space, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring you together because all of this universe belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَحَشَرْنَاهُمْ فَلَمْ نُغَادِرْ مِنْهُمْ أَحَدًا We brought them together, we did not leave any one of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assemble every one of the creation. Are the animals going to be included? Even the animals. Even the animals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا الْوَحُوشُ حُشِرَتْ When the beasts are brought together. Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه says, يحشر الله الخلق كلهم يوم القيامة البهائم والطير والدواب وكل شيء فيبلغ من عدل الله أن يأخذ للجماء من القرناء ثم يقول كوني ترابا فذلك قوله تعالى حكاية عن الكفار ويقول الكافر يا ليتني كنت ترابا أبو هريرة says on the day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assemble all of the creation the beasts, the birds even the insects, everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be just on that day because His name is the just, Al-Adl. And of the justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will take revenge for the goat that did not have horns from the goat that did have horns. In dunya, there could have been two goats. One of them had horns and the other one didn't. So the goat with horns took advantage of that and hurt the goat without horns Abu Huraira says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take revenge for the goat that does not have horns. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after everything, every dispute is settled, after every dispute is settled, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell these beasts and animals to be turab, to be dirt. And they would turn into dirt. They would turn into the earth. And that is when the non-believer would say, I wish that I was dirt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, and the non-believer would say, I wish that I am dirt. The non-believer will say, I wish that I never walked in the face of the earth. I wish I never lived. I wish I never existed. I wish that I was dirt. This non-believer who was so careful to live in this dunya, who was so careful to gather money, so careful to live and enjoy himself, will say, I wish that I never walked the face of the earth and I never existed. I wish that I was dirt. Al-Hashr is the assembly. We talked a little bit about Al-Ba'ath or Nishur. What is the condition the people will be resurrected in or assembled in? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says in the hadith, 
إنكم محشورون حفاة عراة غرلا ثم قرأ صلى الله عليه وسلم قول الله تعالى كما بدأنا أول خلق نعيده وعدا علينا إنا كنا فاعلين رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said you will be resurrected barefoot naked and uncircumcised and then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa recited the ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says كَمَا بَدَأْنَا أَوَّلَ خَلْقٍ نُعِيدُهُ Just like we have started the creation, we're going to repeat it again. وَعْدًا عَلَيْنَا This is a promise from Allah. إِنَّا كُنَّا فَاعْلِينَ We are going to fulfill this promise. So Allah is going to return you in the exact form you were in when you were created. When you were born, you were barefoot, you were naked, uncircumcised. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was going to bring you up again on your natural state. So the people will be naked. When Asha radiallahu anha heard this, she was thinking and concerned about the fact that men and women are going to be in the same place and all of them are naked. So she asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, الرجال والنساء ينظر بعضهم إلى بعض She said the men and women they would be staring at each other. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya Aisha, al-amru ashaddu man an yanzura ba'dahum ila ba'd. Wada hadith muttafaqun alayh. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the matter is bigger and greater than people looking at each other. People in that moment are concerned about other things. They're not thinking, they're not even aware of the fact that they're naked. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, al-amru ashaddu min thalik. It is a greater matter. It's a great event. People are not staring at each other in that moment. Who is the one who will be dressed first? Because we know that people are going to start out naked, but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will dress them. And who is the one who will be dressed first? Ibrahim al-Khalil. Ibrahim al-Khalil. Rasulullah says the first one who will be dressed on the day of judgment is Ibrahim, the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the one who will be dressed first. And Rasulullah says he will be dressed with a dress brought from Jannah. And then Rasulullah says, ثُمَّ أُكْسَى حُلَّةً مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ لَا يَقُومُ لَهَا أَحَدٍ مِنَ النَّاسِ Rasulullah says, and then I will be dressed next with a dress from Jannah that no one will have similar to. Rasulullah will be given the best dress. But the first one who will be dressed is Ibrahim salam. And this is a blessing and a uniqueness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to this man whom Allah has described as Ummah. Ardul Mahshar, the land of assembly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَوْمَ تُبَدَّلُ الْأَرْضُ غَيْرَ الْأَرْضِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ وَبَرَزُوا لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَّارِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, on the day when the earth will be changed to another earth, and so will be the heavens, and they will appear before Allah, the one, the irresistible. The earth will change. It's not going to be in the same state. Some of the changes that will happen to the earth is number one, it will be spread. It's not going to be a sphere anymore. It's going to be spread. Muddat means it's flattened and spread. Now, sidetrack to this. 
What is gravity? Gravity is the attachment of objects to the center of mass. When you have a sphere, it attracts things to it due to its mass. That's gravity is, has a positive relationship to mass. When you flatten this sphere, when this earth is flattened and made in the form of a sheet, will it still have its gravitational force? It will lose it. When you flatten it, it will lose that gravitational force. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the earth muddat wa alqat ma fiha wa tahallat. When there is a spread, it will release everything on it. Everything will be released because now it doesn't have a, a, a mass anymore because it's spread in a fine sheet and form over a larger, vast area. So the earth will be spread and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, يُحشر الناس يوم القيامة على أرض بيضاء عفراء كقرصة النقي Rasulullah says the people will be assembled on the day of judgment on a white land which is Afra. Afra means it's pale. So it's not bright white, it is pale white. And Naqi is very fine, pure sand. So the soil on the earth will be very pure and fine. And Rasulullah says in another hadith, to mad al-ard, mad al-adim, thumma la yakunu libni adama minha illa mawdi'a qadameh. Rasulullah says that the earth, this sphere, will be pressed and spread and flattened out. So imagine how huge it will be, because it will be flattened out. And then Rasulullah says, nevertheless, the son of Adam will not have a position except the spot he's standing over. Even though the earth is spread, but when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assemble all of the creation, the humans and the jinn and the animals and the insects and the birds, all of them will come together. It will be so crowded that you will only have the spot to cover your feet, the spot to stand over, which is covered by your feet. That's it. You will not have any other space. People will be crowded and pressing on each other in that difficult day. We'll move on to some of the uh, descriptions of the Day of Judgment. The Day of Judgment, even though it's a day, but it's a very terrifying day, filled with horrors. And some signs of that terror and horror on the day of Yom Al-Qiyamah. I'll mention to you a few of them. Signs to, for us to comprehend the difficulty of that day. Number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described the day of judgment as a great day. And a heavy day. And a difficult day. These are descriptions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has given to the Day of Judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَا يَظُنُّ أُولَٰئِكَ أَنَّهُمْ مَبْعُوثُونَ لِيَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do they not think that they will be resurrected on a When the day Mankind will stand before the Lord of the worlds. It's a great day. Yawmun Azim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described it as thaqil, heavy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Verily, these disbelievers love the present life of this world and put behind a heavy day. So it's heavy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described it as difficult, asira. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَذَلِكَ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَوْمٌ عَسِيرٌ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ غَيْرُ يَسِيرٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Truly, that day will be a hard day. Far from easy for the disbelievers. Number two, another sign of the horror and the difficulty of the day of judgment. That this day is filled with fear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhan nasu attaqu rabbakum inna zalzalata saati shay'un azim. يَوْمَ تَرَوْنَهَا تَذْهَلُ كُلُّ مُرْضِعَةٍ عَمَّا أَرْضَعَتْ وَتَضَعُ كُلُّ ذَاتِ حَمْلٍ حَمْلَهَا وَتَضَعُ كُلُّ ذَاتِ حَمْلٍ حَمْلَهَا وَتَرَنَّاسَ سُكَارَى وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَى وَمَا هُمْ بِسُكَارَى وَلَكِنَّ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ شَدِيدٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O mankind, fear your Lord, and be dutiful to Him. Verily, the earthquake of the hour is a terrible thing. The day you shall see it, every nursing mother will forget her nursling, and every pregnant one will drop her load, and you shall see mankind as in a drunken state, Yet they will not be drunken, but severe will be the torment of Allah. Imagine a mother carrying her child, breastfeeding him, she would throw him. A woman would be pregnant, she would drop her load. And people are running around you as if they are drunk, but they did not drink any intoxications. It is because of the danger of that day. There's so much fear on the day of judgment that the oppressors would be staring up not moving their eyes down and not even blinking. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ اللَّهَ غَافِلًا عَمَّا يَعْمَلُ الظَّالِمُونَ إِنَّمَا يُؤَخِّرُهُمْ لِيَوْمٍ تَشْخَصُ فِيهِ الْأَبْصَارِ مُهْطِعِينَ مُقْنِعِي رُؤُوسِهِمْ لَا يَرْتَدُّ إِلَيْهِمْ طَرْفُهُمْ لَا يَرْتَدُّ إِلَيْهِمْ طَرْفُهُمْ وَأَفْئِدَتُهُمْ هَوَاءٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Consider not that Allah is unaware of that which the oppressors do. Allah is aware of them. But He gives them respite up to a day when the eyes will stare in horror they will be hastening forward with necks outstretched, their heads raised up, their gaze returning not towards them, and their hearts are empty. Allah is talking about these oppressors of Zalama. They're staring up, their necks are leaning forward, their heads are tilted up, and they're staring up to the sky. Their eyes are not looking down, their eyes are not even blinking. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَفْئِدَتُهُمْ هَوَىٰ Their hearts are empty. Heart is empty, meaning it's so light, it could fly. And their hearts would be in their throats, pounding. Another sign of the difficulty of the day of judgment. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us peace and security on that day. All of these relationships that we have in dunya, all of these strong bonds that we as human beings have with our wives and parents and children and friends, on the Day of Judgment, all of these will disappear. 
the situation will be so difficult that it will completely disappear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ وَلَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ Allah says, There will be no kinship among them that day, nor will they ask of anyone. They will not ask of one another. And there will be no kinship, no relationships. Those relationships that we have in dunya are going to disappear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا جَاءَتِ الصَّاخَّةِ يَوْمَ يَفِرُوا الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Then when there comes the second blowing, that day shall a man flee from his brother. You're going to run away from your brother. And from his mother and from his father. And from his wife and his children. Every man that day will have enough to make him careless of others. You would run away from your brother. You would run away from your father and mother. You would run away from your wife and your children because you're busy with your own affair. A fourth sign of the danger of that day is the willingness of the non-believer to sacrifice anything for the sake of freeing himself from that punishment. They are willing to do anything. This kafir who would refuse to even spend one dollar or give one word in the sake of Allah, on that day is willing to give anything. He's willing to give the world and everything in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْ أَنَّ لِكُلِّ نَفْسٍ ظَلَمَتْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ لَفْتَدَتْ بِهِ Allah says, and if every person who had wronged himself possessed all that is on the earth, he would seek to ransom himself therewith. Imagine you own the whole earth, you're willing to pay it, to free yourself from hellfire. Not only are they willing to free themselves with the earth, they are even willing to free themselves with double everything in the earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ لَمْ يَسْتَجِيبُوا لَهُ لَوْ أَنَّ لَهُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا وَمِثْلَهُ مَعَهُ لَفْتَدَوْا بِهِ But those who answered not his call, if they had all that is in the earth together with it, with its like, they would offer it in order to save themselves. Two times everything in the earth, they would pay it to free themselves from the punishment of hellfire. They're even willing to pay more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَمَاتُوا وَهُمْ كُفَّارٌ فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْ أَحَدِهِمْ مِلْءُ الْأَرْضِ فَلَنْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْ أَحَدِهِمْ مِلْءُ الْأَرْضِ ذَهَبًا وَلَوْ اِهْتَدَى بِهِ أُولَئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ وَمَا لَهُمْ مِنْ نَاصِرِينَ Allah says, verily, 
those who disbelieved and died while they were disbelievers, the whole earth full of gold will not be accepted from them even if they offered it as ransom. If they had the whole earth in gold. I mean, imagine if if you have a piece of gold like this, we would not be willing to pay it in sadaqah. On the day of judgment when they see the reality, see that's the problem, we are not aware of the reality. We're living in a dream. As one of the salaf said, النَّاسُ فِي غَفْلَةِ وَلَا يَنْتَبِهُونَ إِلَّا عِنْدَ الْمَمَاتِ وَالنَّاسُ فِي سُبَاتٍ عَمِيقٍ وَلَا يَسْتَقِيضُونَ إِلَّا عِنْدَ الْمَمَاتِ People are sleeping and they wake up when they die. We are in a state of sleep. Even though our eyes are wide open, but we are sleeping. We are unaware. We are holding back on a lot. We are holding back on nafaqa. We are holding back on good deeds. We are holding back on hasanat. On the day of judgment, when the non-believer sees the reality of the situation, he is willing to ransom himself with the whole world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not asking you for that. And that's why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the hadith narrated by al-Bukhari, يُجَاءُ بِالْكَافِرِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَيُقَالَ لَكَ مِلْءُ الْأَرْضِ ذَهَبًا أَكُنْتَ تَفْتَدِي بِهِ فَيَقُولُ نَعَمْ فَيُقَالُ لَهُ لَقَدْ سَأَلْتُ مِنْكَ أَهْوَنَ مِنْ ذَلِكَ Rasulullah says on the day of judgment, the non-believer will be brought forth and he will be asked, if you had the equivalent of the earth in gold, are you willing to pay it to free yourself from hellfire? The non-believer will say yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell him, I asked you for much less than that. In dunya I asked you to say la ilaha illallah. I asked you to pray, I asked you to fast, I asked you to make dhikr and dua, give sadaqah, take care of the Muslim, Ummah, that's all what I asked you for. I did not ask you to pay the whole world in gold. But it's too late then. We procrastinate. And that is, if you read Quran, you would find that most of the, most of the screaming and the yelling and the crying of the people of hellfire is due to procrastination. The non-believer is not only willing to sacrifice material gain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَوَدُّ الْمُجْرِمُ لَوْ يَفْتَدِي مِنْ عَذَابِ يَوْمِئِذٍ بِبَنِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَأَخِيهِ وَفَصِيلَتِهِ الَّتِي تُؤْوِيهِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا ثُمَّ يُنْجِيهِ كَلَّا إِنَّهَا لَظَى الله سبحانه وتعالى says the criminal, the criminal would desire to ransom himself from the punishment of that day by his children and by his wife and his brother and by his clan who sheltered him and all that are in the earth so that it might save him. Allah, we read these ayat and we're not affected by them. Think about it, think about it this way. Think about your own children. Imagine your old children, you bring them all together and you throw them in fire, burning fire. Imagine you have a building that is burning now. Blazing flames. And you take all of your children. And you throw them in that fire. And you watch them burning in front of your eyes. You would be willing to do that on the day of judgment. We would be willing to throw our own children in fire. And our brothers. And our parents. And everything that we have and our whole clan. We would be willing to give the whole world in gold to free ourselves from hellfire. That is due to one scene of hellfire. 
by just seeing hellfire for one moment, it would completely change the state of our minds. We're willing to pay anything and everything to free ourselves from it. And that's why Rasulullah because he saw the reality, Rasulullah said, لو علمتم ما أعلم لضحكتم قليلا ولا بكيتم كثيرا If you know what I know, then you would laugh a little, but you would cry a lot. We would not spend the time in dunya laughing. al Hasan al-Basri once passed by one man who was opening up his mouth and laughing, enjoying himself. al Hasan al-Basri said, Ya ibn Akhi, هل تعلم أن الله عز وجل قد اعتقك من النار؟ قال لا. هل تعلم أن الله عز وجل قد كتب لك الجنة؟ قال لا. قال فيا ابن أخي فلما الضحك بملء فيك؟ الحسن البصري saw this man laughing. He told him, Oh my brother, oh my nephew, he was younger than him. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promise you that he will free you from hellfire? He said no. Did Allah promise you that he will give you Jannah? He said no. He said then why are you laughing and enjoying yourself? We need to take this issue as serious. If, if it, if it is as, if it is so bad that you are willing to give your own children and your wife and your parents and the whole world in gold to free yourself from it, then it deserves a little bit of our effort in dunya, just a little bit. And I'm saying a little bit because no matter how much we give it, it's not going to be a lot. It's going to be a little bit. And that's why Rasulullah says in the authentic hadith, لو أن أحدكم منذ أن ولد إلى يوم مات يجر على وجهه في سبيل الله لحقر ذلك يوم القيامة If one of you is being dragged on his face since the day he was born until the day he dies and he's doing that in the sake of Allah he would view that as insignificant and nothing on the day of judgment not only sujood or, or, or making dhikr no you are being dragged on your face on the pavement from the day you were born until the day of judgment you're being dragged on your face in the sake of Allah for 80 or 90 years on the day of judgment, when you see the reality of the situation, you're gonna see. When you see the reality of the situation, and that's why you notice that the word haq, what was the word haq used with? Al-mawtu haq, wal-naru haq, wal-jannatu haq, wa Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam haq. Death is true. Hellfire is true. Paradise is true. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is true. This is the haq. This is the truth of the situation. Number five, one of the reasons why this day is very terrifying is the length of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, On a day which will be 50,000 years long. 50,000 years long. That's the length of one day, the day of judgment. Even though it's a day, but we give it a lot of importance because it is equivalent to 50,000 years. And that's why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the dua, وَجَعَلْ خَيْرَ أَيَّامِنَا يَوْمًا أَلْقَاكَ فِيهِ Make the best day of our days the day we meet you. Because that is the most important day of all days. Because it's a day that is 50,000 years long. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَأَنَّهُمْ يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَهَا When they see it. Now we don't see the day of judgment. We're not living in the day of judgment, so we don't appreciate it. We underestimate it. But when we would see the day of judgment, what will happen? 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Allah is telling us, Allah is narrating to us something from the future. See, Quran is talking about the past. It is narrating statements that were said in the past. But it also narrates to us statements that are said in the future. As if they are already said and we already know them now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conveys to us in Quran some of the conversation of the Day of Judgment, some conversation in Jannah and some conversation in Hellfire. Allah is telling us about what will actually happen in the future. So Allah is telling us what will happen when the people see the Day of Judgment. Allah says, كَأَنَّهُمْ يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَهَا لَمْ يَلْبَثُوا إِلَّا عَشِيَّةً أَوْ ضُحَاهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the day they see it as if they have not lived in this world except an afternoon or a morning. When they see the day of judgment, then they realize how short this world was. Because just the morning, just the morning of the day of judgment, it's longer than a millennium. We're talking about 50,000 years long. 50 millenniums, 500 centuries. 5,000 decades, 50,000 years, that's how long it is. So this world that seems to be very long and we have a lot of time to do everything that we want and plan everything that we want to achieve on the day of judgment when we see the day of judgment and when we live through it, this life of this world would seem like ashiyatan aw duhaha, an afternoon or a morning, like a coffee break or a lunch break. That's all what it is. That's the reality of this dunya. We are really giving this dunya more than it deserves. We are giving it more than they deserve. Whether we like it or not, that's the reality of the situation. Because we always claim that we are giving akhirah what it deserves, and we're giving dunya what it deserves, and this is the religion of Islam. It is true that in Islam, رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً Oh Allah, give us in this world good, and give us in akhirah good. But there has to be a proportion. We have to give each one of them the amount that it deserves. How long are we going to live in dunya? 100 years? How long is the day of judgment? 50,000 years. Make a ratio between them and then give everyone the time it deserves. And that's why Luqman al-Hakim, when he was advising his son, he said, Serve this world according to the time you're going to spend in it. And work for akhirah according to the time you're going to spend in akhirah. I'm not telling you don't work for dunya, but work for dunya according to how long you're going to live in it. If you're going to live in it 60 or 80 or 100 years, give it the time that it needs to prepare for that 80 years. But if you're going to live in akhirah for billions and billions of years, infinite number of years, then give it what it deserves. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَوْمَ تَقُومُ السَّاعَةُ يُقْسِمُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ مَا لَبِثُوا غَيْرَ سَاعَةٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And on the day that the hour will be established, the sinner not but an hour. And they will swear, نُقْسِمُ بِاللَّهِ In the name of Allah, we only lived in this dunya for an hour. And because they're standing 300 years, 400 years, I mean 500 years past, and they're standing in the same spot, what will this dunya look like? Nothing. Some of the descriptions of the Day of Judgment, some of the events that happen, will happen on that day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day will grab the earth with His hand. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will wrap the sky. 
He will wrap it like a scroll. Did you see a scroll? When you wrap a scroll, that is how easy it will be in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to sweep up this universe. Now remember that when we're talking about the heavens, we're not really talking about this atmospheric level that surrounds the earth. We're talking about something bigger than that. We know that there are seven samawat, seven heavens, one above the other. We are living in the lowest heaven. That's where we are. This is as-sama'ad-dunya, the lowest heaven. All of the stars that we see in the sky, which the scholars and scientists of astronomy tell us, are billions of light years away, are within this sama'ad-dunya, this lowest heaven. You know when they calculate the distances between the earth and the stars, they do not calculate them in kilometers or miles. It's too much, you're going to have too many zeros. So the way they calculate it is by the speed of light. Light travels 300,000 kilometers per second, or 18,000 and a fraction miles per second. 300,000 kilometers per second, that's the speed of light per second. Now imagine that there are stars that are light years away. So for light to travel from that star to earth, it will take it a few years to reach here. It will take light a few years to travel until it gets to earth. The closest star to us, the sun obviously, but the closest after the sun is four and a quarter light years away. That's the closest. There are some stars that are thousands of light years away. There are some that are billions of light years away. So it would take light a billion years to travel from the star until it gets to earth with a speed of 300,000 miles, 300,000 kilometers per second. And all of that is a sama'ad dunya. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّا السَّمَاءَ dunya بِمَصَابِحِ We have adorned the lowest heaven with lamps. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just zina. This vast creation which we are struggling to understand, for Allah it is zina. Adornment that will be wrapped up on the day of judgment in the hands of Allah. And that is the sama'ad dunya and the, the, the scholars say that this lowest heaven in size comparison to the heaven above it is like a ring in a desert. Throw a ring in a desert. That's the comparison of the size of the lowest heaven and the heaven above it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to wrap them in His hands. We are not able to give right estimate of Allah. Think about it as much as you can. You will not be able to give right estimate of Allah. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعًا قَبْضَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتُ مَطُوِيَّاتٌ بِيَمِينِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they did not give right estimate of Allah on the Day of Judgment. They did not give right estimate of Allah. On the Day of Judgment, the whole of the earth will be grasped by His hands and the heavens will be rolled up in His right hand. Allah is going to wrap them up like a scroll. يَوْمَ نَطْوِ السَّمَاءَ كَطَيِّ It will be rolled like a scroll. What will happen to the earth? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we said, will spread it, muddat al-ard. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, 
Allah says, and the earth and the mountains shall be removed from their places. And it will, the mountains will be crushed so hard that it will become It will become like wool, soft like cotton or wool. And it will turn into dust. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When the mountains will be blown away, what will happen to the oceans? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, إِذَا الْبِحَارُ فُجِّرَتْ And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذَا الْبِحَارُ سُجِّرَتْ إِذَا الْبِحَارُ فُجِّرَتْ Exploding and bursting. سُجِّرَتْ Burning. Now, it's in flames. So the oceans of the earth are exploding and they are also burning. How can that happen to water? Now we have a little bit of an understanding of how that happens. Obviously, all the knowledge belongs to Allah. The atoms like hydrogen or helium or uranium can be broken up and split. And the result would be a nuclear reaction that would cause exploding and fire. It would cause a bursting, explosion and fire. And it's very powerful. You just put a small amount of uranium or a small amount of hydrogen and you get a powerful bomb. I mean, you put a few tons of it and it's enough to blow out the whole city. Now imagine that this will happen to every single atom in the oceans and the seas. Those atoms are going to catch fire in a nuclear reaction and everything will be exploding and bursting. So it will be exploding and catching fire all around you, all around the world. This ocean, vast ocean with its depth, will be on fire on the Day of Judgment. What will happen to the sky, as-samad, the heavens? يَوْمَ تَمُورُ السَّمَاءُ مَوْرَى The first thing will happen is that it will start moving and shaking. You know in an earthquake you have a big building and it starts shaking. What will happen to it when it starts shaking? It will start cracking. And holes will start breaking up. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِذَا السَّمَاءُ فَطَرَتْ وَإِذَا السَّمَاءُ شَقَتْ So it will keep on shaking and moving. يَوْمَ تَمُورُ السَّمَاءُ مَوْرَى When the heavens start moving. And you would see it above your head moving back and forth. And just like a huge building, it would start cracking here and there. إِذَا السَّمَاءُ فَطَرَتْ Holes will be popping out in the sky. إِذَا السَّمَاءُ شَقَتْ It will crack. And eventually what will happen is It will keep on cracking and breaking apart until it will become, become frail and weak. Wahiya means frail and weak. And it will start falling apart. What will happen to the sun and the moon and the stars? Well, the sun, kuwirat. It will be wrapped together. It will lose its light. And the moon will eclipse and will fall down from its orbit, and the stars will be knocked out out of their orbits, and they would be falling down around us. For further information, please contact Al Bashir Publications and Translations at 1-877-745-3330 or 303-574. 0095
Our fax number is 303-373-0943 or visit our website at www.albashir.com That's www.al-b-a-s-h-e-e-r.com You can also write to our address at 10515 East 40th Avenue, Suite 108, Denver, Colorado, 80239-3264. Please proceed to the next CD.